Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Edge Mobility System, The Eclectic Approach, and Modern Manual Therapy. And my brand new sparkling co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical... Oh, geez, I can't even speak. Physical therapist with Modern Patient Education, also under The Eclectic Approach, and occasionally on Modern Manual Therapy blog. Occasionally. Probably... We would like it to be more, but uh, reading is definitely a lost art these days, but I guess that's why we're podcasting, right? Absolutely. All right. And do you have a story for us today? I do. I do have one. Thankfully, this is more of a, uh, a positive one as many of my most recent ones have been failures. So I thought I'd change it up a bit. Yeah. Well, we all love failures, right? I mean, there's a reason why Epic Fail is so popular on YouTube. It's true. And I think people get tired of seeing everyone's bright, shiny uh, accomplishments without seeing sort of the, uh, how the sausage is made in the background. Right. No one wants to see that for sure. It's not even that great of a looking product once it's done, but anyway, let's, right. uh, <laughs> that's probably why we're uh, plant-based, but anyway, let's talk about your story. Tell us what, what you got going on. So I saw a, uh, young woman over the summer. Um, she was, like I say young, like I say maybe early to mid thirties. Uh, she came in with, sort of complaints of sort of lower leg, you know, pain, aching, cramping that really only came about with physical activity and her physical activity of choice was walking. She wasn't a very active person, didn't really like a lot of physical activity. She had actually torn her ACL about 15 years earlier and had surgery. And this had kind of been going on really for the last 10 years where it would really keep her from doing a certain amount of activity. And she really wasn't sure what was going on. She thought maybe you know a stress fracture, but then again, there was no real you know specific mechanism or buildup or you know a, a time of an overloading type situation. And she gets some swelling in her foot from time to time. Uh, you know, so during the exam, and she she came in direct access, and during the exam, you know, there was some mild sort of effusion in the in the, in the ankle and, and dorsum of the foot, but everything else looked very good from a range of motion standpoint, strength standpoint. I was just looking at some general functional tests, squatting. Again, you know, there was definitely some things that could be improved, but again, that wasn't really what her her focus or goal was. Um, I had her doing a little walking on the treadmill, and at a certain point, that's when she started to get that same kind of symptoms. We went on a little bit of an incline for about 10 minutes, and she got that aching and crampy type feeling. And I said, well, you know, this... I, I can't make this diagnosis, but what it kind of seems like is is something called compartment syndrome. I said usually this you know this happens a lot with athletes. Sometimes there'll be some sort of trauma, like a blunt force trauma to the lower leg. I've seen it before. Someone who was post gunshot wound uh, had a had a surgery and then developed a compartment syndrome. I said you know this has been going on for the last ten years more or less. Could this be somewhat related to the surgery? Really hard to say. But you know I thought she should get it uh, checked out. And she ended up seeing a local sports medicine doctor who I really don't have a high opinion of. He's an, he's an older doctor. He really hasn't done, doesn't seem like a lot to sort of update his current knowledge base with lots of things. And he, 
he came and she had come back. He said he thought it was like a, a tibialis tendonitis type situation. And he actually called me and said, kind of very dismissive of what, you know, what I thought it might be and said, you know, I think it's a tibialis tendonitis, you know, but I'll do, I'll do a pressure test anyway, just to see, like it was doing me a favor. I don't, you know, I have no emotional attachment to this test at all. I just want what's what I thought was best for the patient. Um, so we did a couple you know, more sessions of rehab, but it really wasn't very fruitful because there really wasn't much to change in, uh, in her presentation. But she ended up having the pressure test, and lo and behold, she had compartment syndrome, uh, of which, of course, I didn't hear back from the doctor uh, to confirm, but she, he ended up referring her to a surgeon who did the surgery, and then I saw her post-op, and she did wonderful. And now that was she could get back to walking, which is really what she wanted to do without being limited um, once we got through the initial post-operative swelling and, and, and general con and conditioning. So that was, uh, I, I had a nice little satisfactory win there. Nice, but no acknowledgement from the person who you really wanted it from. Yes. Other than, other than the patient, other than the yeah. patient, yeah. The, the patient kind of knew, like she was sort of in my camp to begin with, so I didn't really have to, to win her over because I'd actually seen her a previous year for something totally different, which is why she came back to me direct access. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that I've seen several other patients over the years. I don't want to cause a bad relationship with this, this physician because he does send us a, a few, a handful of patients from time to time. But um, it's one of those ones that every time I see a patient from him, I'm always questioning the diagnosis over this has been going on for the past several years. So Right, right. Well, I'm just surprised he even took the time to call you to basically tell you you were wrong. You know, like, why didn't he just have his office person do that? That's yeah. so funny that he actually took time out of his busy day to tell you that he thought you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, but he, to his credit, you know, he, he did the test still, too, even though he, he doubted it. Yes. At least he did the test. So he did yes. his due diligence. And all right. Well, great job. Yeah. I mean, I saw compartment syndrome in one of my buddies who's a marathoner, and I would always see him for some kind of you know, anterior tibialis issues or dorsiflexion or hip or whatever. I mean, basically, you're, you're going to be a marathon. You're going to have something going on, you know, just because yeah. of the volume and lack of variability. And and this is back before I was actually transitioned to a much lighter touch. And as some of my listeners may realize, I have an ISTM tool called the Edge Tool. Nice to just beat the living tar out of people and bruise them every day. And I was I would normally just bruise him anyway. And one time he said that his legs had swollen and he got intermittent tingling in, in both of them. Um, and I think one, and it was just one leg and, and it was a leg that he had previous surgery in. And uh, I went to go do ISTM on him and he had pitting edema. And I just thought, whoa, if you just came for a run and you have pitting edema, I think you might have compartment syndrome. And then he ended up having compartment syndrome and having surgery. So nice. Yeah. That was a lot faster of a process because the surgeon uh, had, had no. He just went right to a surgeon who had actually done like five. He had done like five or six surgeries on him. Anyone? He had like a. We used to joke that he had like a frequent surgery card. You know, and his next one's going to be free, right? Because he just he punched all the holes. <laughs> so yeah, that was that, the interesting thing with the, you know clinically with you know I'm not I'm trying to think how often does a tendinopathy cause like foot swelling? You know with. Uh, yeah, unless it's some kind of crazy foot tendinopathy. I mean, even yeah. you don't even really see true, noticeable, like visible edema. Right. 
that's what a tendinopathy. Right. <laughs> An anterior tib or even posterior tib is like, I don't think that's really going to cause some significant dorsum of the foot swelling. Right. Right. That was my, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's not like her shoes are getting smaller. Right. Which you're, yeah. All right. Well, great job with that, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks. So how can, how can people find you again? Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at, at AS Rothschild PT. It's R O T H S C H I L D P T. And uh, again, you can find me occasionally and hopefully more frequently blogging on the Modern Manual Therapy blog and uh, very soon, Modern Patient Education. All right. Look for Modern Patient Education under the Eclectic Approach, uh, live online and uh, hybrid online and live. We're going to be releasing that course very soon when we get off our butts and get working. Uh, So look for that coming soon. And perhaps Andrew will have his own brand identity. separate than modern patient education and separate from his name soon. We're working on that too. Yes, we are. Um, All right. So you can find me, Dr. E, Modern Manual Therapy, uh, modmt.com slash Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. Make sure to follow us on email so you don't miss any of our awesome blog updates and you get exclusive edgemobilitysystem.com coupons and check out the Eclectic Approach to Modern Manual Therapy, Upper Quarter and Lower Quarter Assessment and Treatment, our brand new full online course, modmt.com slash online seminar, currently $50 off if you listen to this in time. And uh, make sure to rate us on iTunes. You can now also subscribe to us on Spotify. So if you search Untold Physio Stories, you can subscribe in a lot of places, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. And as always, you have a great day.